This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Harbor at Home. What an honor to be with you as we gather in our homes as a community with our family, our friends, our neighbors, and engage one another uh, in relationship as we engage the Lord. This is such a powerful space, uh, small groups in the advancement of our growth in Jesus. As iron sharpens, sharpens iron with one another, out of relationship, we grow, we mature, we become uh, stronger in our faith as we have true friends around us that can encourage us and lift us up when we're going through a difficult time. And also we can we can express the ministry that's inside of us one to another in these spaces. So welcome. We're in a series right now called Come to the Table. There's, I believe, in this year, the Father calling us to come away with him. I believe it's a new season. I believe that winter has ended and that spring is upon us, there's new life bursting forth, and he's called us to come away with him uh, to a place of intimacy, to a place of connection with him and with his people. And we see uh, through the word of the Lord that as he gives us this invitation to come away with him, he's inviting us into his house. Now, oftentimes we think of a house as a place, and in the kingdom of God, metaphorically, it's not as much of a place as it is a reality that we have access to in Christ it's, it's access to that, that, that place where God dwells, his presence, his life, his abundant life, his blessing. And so he's inviting us to come away with him into his house, into um, this place of access that we have through his son. And we all have a seat at the table. That's an amazing thought, that there's no one left out, that there's a there's a banquet prepared for us, you know. Think of your favorite food, you know, stuff that you would enjoy the most. It's, it's, it's all there waiting for you. Um, the things that the Lord knows that are good for you, that will, that will sustain you, that will keep you on the track that he has for your life in terms of your calling, your destiny, and your purpose. And so we're coming to the table as a community. This is where we're getting back to the basics. We're simplifying things. We're taking advantage of this moment, and we're really engaging with one another. I love services. I love large gatherings. They're amazing. But I'm telling you where stuff really happens, really takes place on a deep levels in small groups. And so welcome today. Welcome. This is where pastoral care is provided. So we're so honored that you'd be here with us. Today I want to just talk for a few minutes, then we're going to have some questions for you to have some conversation with this morning. I want to talk about what I've titled Sharing and Showing. It's all about the table, and we are sharing with one another in, in a couple of things. And in doing so, we're showing the world what this whole gospel is all about. I want you to look with me as we open up this morning in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16. And it's talking about this cup of blessing, you know, uh, the Lord's Supper. And actually, you know, back in the day when Jesus would hang out with his disciples, they would simply just be having meals together, just in their fellowship, in their communion, their relationship. You know, they'd go from town to town, city to city. They'd have meals around a campfire. They'd have meals in people's homes. They'd have meals in all kinds of different places. And oftentimes in that culture, um, the two primary elements of any meal that were included in the meal was bread and wine. 
And I think it's so beautiful and symbolic because, you know, you see just the life that Jesus built with his, with his followers, especially his, his inner 12, his 12 disciples. And so much of what transpired in their life took, took place around a table and this cup of blessing and this bread of life. So in 1 Corinthians 10, 16, look what Paul says. He says, when we bless the cup at the Lord's table, he says, aren't we, now catch this word, sharing in the blood of Jesus, sharing in the blood of Christ. And when we break the bread, here's that language again, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? This is profound if you think about it. At the table is where we find life and access to salvation, to redemption, to the very kingdom of God, because as we're remembering, that's what communion's all about. That's what was happening around these tables, you know, post Jesus's resurrection and ascension. They would sit and they would remember that last supper where he said, this is my body broken for you. This bread, take, eat, and remember. This is, this cup is, is my blood that was spilled for you take and eat and remember his broken body, his blood that was spilled. It's, it's what broke off uh, the, the curse of sin over the earth, the, the separation of mankind from God and gave us access to this beautiful gospel. And he says, there's a seat for everybody. And when we, when we take of the cup and when we eat of the bread, we're sharing in this beautiful life that God intended for us to always walk in. It's amazing. Now, I want to just kind of shift gears here a little bit as we move down into verse 17, because this is very important. There's, there's some really key language in this verse that I think we need to pay attention to. He says, and though we are many, you know, we're talking, I think right now, the numbers right now on the earth, it's like 2 billion believers, 2 billion followers out of 7 billion living on the planet that would claim and profess to know Jesus. That's a lot of people. And there's actually a move of God that's coming that could usher in another billion or two billion. We, we don't even know what that could look like in this third great awakening. Although we are many, he says, he says, we eat, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are, check this language out, one body. I, I love this because if we could see this this morning, you know, I think so often we get caught up in the bigness of, of life, in the bigness of the world, in the, in the bigness of Jesus and the kingdom of God, when he actually really wants us to come back down to the simplicity of one life, one life being encountered at a time. Because when we're sitting around a table with a few friends, that's where the magic is. That's where God really starts to move. It's, it's not about the big crowds. Actually, if we cultivate what God's called us to cultivate in the smaller place, the life will flow to an even greater dimension in the larger place. So although we are many, we eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. This historic revival that's coming, this couple billion soul harvest, the multitudes, I mean, even language like, think about it, like, go disciple nations. I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of stuff that's going on. But how do we actually wrap our head around that kind of language and, and do life in God in the way that he would have it done? 
I mean, we look at his example very clearly. I mean, he was walking with a small group of people majority of the time. He did engage in some larger meetings and happenings, but there was a real focus on the intimacy of life on life, Jesus giving his life, giving his body, giving the essence of life source of who he was to these other men. So look with me as we wrap this up today. Luke chapter 15, verse 3 through 7. It's a very powerful parable that I think that we should glean from today as we think about our own mission in life to reach the one. Understanding first and foremost that God, if he, if he needed to, he would have given all that he gave on that cross just for me, just for you, just for that one person. He would have done the same thing. Yes, he had the world on his heart, but at the primary focus of his mission, it was the individual. It was the individual. So look what Jesus says in chapter 15, verse 3. He tells him this story. He says, if a man lost, has a hundred sheep, and one of them gets lost, what will he do? So there's one person, just think of it this way, that's not in the Father's house. He's not sitting at the table right now. Maybe he was, and maybe he left. Maybe he's never been there in that place before. Either way, he says, won't he, this is really profound, won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go and search for the one that is lost? Now, check this out, until he finds him, finds it. Wow. I think there's such a heartbeat right now in the heart of God just as it relates. I mean, obviously, he, he loves what's taking place, you know, in churches and cities and regions and nations and all of that. But I think he's really going after right now the one. Now we could think, well, hey, I'm already in. I'm sitting, I'm in the Father's house. I'm at the table. Ah, are we? I think, I think we need to really ask the question, are we really, you know, eating from the table of blessing? Are we, are, is, is, is that cup that, that gives us life and life abundant, body, that was broken, that bread, is it, is it restoring and reconciling all things in our heart? Or are there some places that maybe we've closed off a little bit in our heart that we haven't allowed the Lord to go? We haven't allowed other people to go. Maybe we've been stuck in some places. See, God is, is searching for us right now. I think probably the greatest awakening that's happening that I see around me is my own heart. My own family, my wife, my kids, you know, what's going on in us? This, this is where it begins because we can't even think about touching the, the 99 or the multitudes or the nations or whatever the case may be. If, if, if the one looking into our own selves hasn't first been found. So he's going to search for it. This is where like, I, 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 I totally get where someone says, man, I'm really going after the Lord. I'm really seeking the Lord. But I, I want to say to them so often, listen, do you know how much the Lord's going after you? <laughs> do you know how much the Lord is seeking after you? Do you know how, how much his heart, you think you burn for him? Do you know how much his heart burns for you? I look back at my life and when he began this work in me, this good work, the Bible says, man, I see that there was moments when, when I didn't have anything to bring to the table. When I was in the house, barely, you know what I mean? And, and he showed up and he pursued me. He went after me until he found me. This is the heart of Jesus. This is where we're at right now. 
Like, listen, the big will come, but we need to give primary focus to this. God's not impressed with a ton of people in the building that have, you know, 1% of their heart in or 25% or half of it or, you know, lives all broken up. No, he's, he's going after wholeness. He's going after the fullness of us knowing who he is. Because it says in verse 5, when he has found it, chapter 15, verse 5, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. Now think about that language right there. It says the government shall rest on his shoulders. Like, at the end of the day, the, the burden, the responsibility for people that maybe we, we would never think are going to come to know Jesus. Like, it's not for us to carry, but it's for us to partner with and agree with Jesus so that as he's seeking, as he's going to find these ones, it will happen. He's going to carry them home, back into the Father's house, seated once again at the table. When he arrives, it says in verse 6, he will call together, His friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. Verse 7, in the same way, check this out. Here's where you can see kingdom culture. There's no more joy in heaven over one lost, again, sinner, missing to the mark. They veered off course. They're not in their destiny. It's not about the things they're doing or not doing as much, you know. It's about, man, they're just not where they need to be and returns to God than over the 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Because by the way, when you reach that level of maturity, you now should be shifting to, from living a life all about yourself to giving your life to other people. Hmm. Sharing and showing. There's power when we sit at the table together and we take of the sacrifice that he's freely given, fully. We take it all in. And we eat and we drink. We share. This is where I just want to throw this out again. I believe God's calling us back to a place of communion with him and with each other. Darren, give us services every single Sunday. No, listen. God is interested in transformation. God is interested in building this kingdom. God is interested in the one. We're going to get there. Trust me, we had home fellowships all over this region. It was powerful. It's going to look a little different, going to be way, I think, more effective and strategic. It's incredible what God has given us. But man, this is where it's going to lead to. We're going to sit around tables together And we're going to share in the wine, share in the bread, so that we can show that we are one body. So here's my questions for you. Because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And I'll put it in first person. Who is my one? Who is God right now? Obviously, it's, let's, let's go ahead and get this out of the way right on the front end. Like, first, it starts with me. 
So I've got to be drinking that water, right? Like just Gideon's army, back to that again. He's drinking the water. I, I need that life in me. But I need to be watching as well for, 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 you know, how God wants to move in the midst of a land possessed by enemies. And who does he want to touch? So who is my one? And I think, let, let me just kind of just make this simple here. It, it just comes down to us really not only engaging with our own hearts, but engaging with the hearts of other people. So as we're able to engage with the Lord, engage with our own hearts, man, it's just a natural overflow. You're going to be thinking about other people. You're going to be, God's going to put people on your minds, in, 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 your, in, in your memory. And, you know, there's going to be a desire for you to see what's in them come to fullness. Because trust me, listen, this is not about like, you know, equipping ministers, like having to do this all on their own. I'm talking about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. No, they're to equip the body to actually go and do this ministry themselves. So who is your one? Lastly, because I'm just trying to get some movement here, and and maybe even talk about that a little bit as you have conversation. Like, what has God been doing to kind of point out that one to you? What what is it about that, that, person or that individual or the place that he's really feeling you know you're really feeling led to be used in that way what is one practical step starting today that you're going to take to go and find and move in that direction to see that type of individual touched and transformed amazing amazing a couple of things as we wrap up i'm thinking about the end of this month when we have a fifth Sunday and we have a baptism coming up. Time of worship on the beach, families, kids, let's all come out. We're going to do it at four o'clock. Just out in the open air, you know. Uh, If you haven't been around the harbor for a while, come. Your kids can run around. It's no big deal. But maybe for some of you, um, it might be a good time to go back into the water again, or maybe for the first time. Maybe that's never, you've never done that. You've never publicly said, Jesus, I am yours. An external expression of an inward transformation. I look so forward to that Sunday. It's going to be amazing. And as we launch out and expand what God's doing through Harbor at Home, maybe you need to consider leading a group. It's not hard. It's not difficult. Anybody can do it. We will mentor you in the process. But God is calling us to come away with him. Go away somewhere together. Back in the Father's house. Sit at a table and partake of the life that is ours with a few friends. And trust me in doing so, we're going to change the world. God bless you guys as you have your conversation today. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.